what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Down to Business Podcast here with Tamar Turner. And whenever I can get an ECU link up, whenever I can get some folks on here, man, that are that are really doing good things that I was able to meet, you know, my collegiate days and things like that, but then go on to still, you know, not only better themselves, but even impact the lives of others. I love that. So really excited to be shitting down today with my man Sheridan, just because he was somebody who, you know, we t- we definitely tapped in at ECU. We definitely were. Um, we, we knew each other. We were cordial, seen each other and things like that. But I, I would say that we definitely really never tapped in from like a business mindset perspective, like never really kind of, you know, pick each other's brains in that regard, just because of how we acquainted with one another, really nothing wrong with that. But now, you know, to, to be able to bring one of his boys on Vic and really uh, talk to Vic about what he had going on and just see a lot of the moves and things that Vic is doing. And then now to be able to follow up with him and see, you know, from afar and just from going through his page and things like that, from what he's doing, but really excited, you know, for him to give y'all a little further that deeper dive into what he was doing and possibly you know y'all may even be able to utilize some of his services when it's all said and done so Sheridan how you doing today bro hey I'm doing I'm feeling blessed and I'm doing great man how are you doing I'm good, man. I can never complain. It's definitely a good day, man. It was a good weekend for sure. So for the people out there tapping in, we obviously going to get a host of, of different people. Some people who are going to know you, some people who are going to know me, some people who are probably going to know both of us at the same time. So um, can you, one, just tell us a little bit about yourself? And then two, can you just tell us what brings you on the Down to Business podcast today? Yeah, for sure. Um, so my name is Sheridan, the CEO of Martin Estella C. And we are a transportation company, excuse me. So I got my retainers in if I sound a little weird, but uh, we're a transportation company and we specialize in residential and commercial moving. Um, but we do so much more than that. Uh, what brought me on the podcast was, um, you know, Tamar, always watching your podcast, seeing how business oriented it is, but also wanting to give free game. And I'm I'm huge on communication and networking, man. Anytime I can watch something that's going to give me some game, shed some light on something that whether I know it or don't know it, I'm always down to to watch that or contribute to that. So, you know, that's why I'm here for, you know, to spread some, spread some light, spread some love and get some game. I love that, man. I, I found myself kind of entering my more mature years, kind of getting older when I really started to, you know, get on social media or get on different websites. But I, I want the content that's, like you said, that informative, that free game, that information, those things where, you know, where I used to get on. Obviously, you know, you still love the funny videos. You still love to catch the news and here and there. But now when I'm looking for different, you know, just quotes or different gems or ways to start the day, just those little videos that you can watch on an Instagram story of just like interviews and clips and stuff like that, it really does resonate and speak with me a lot. So, okay, touching on Martin. Stella from the rip. Love that. Love that. You know, you said one that this was something that you do with the services that you offer, but how y'all extend and really go so much above and beyond that. So what really got the wheels turning to really get this started? What was your involvement before actually starting this LLC that kind of made you want to enter this particular lane? For sure, for sure. So just give it give you a little bit more background about me for people that don't really know me. Um so I actually have a medical background. Um so I got my bachelor's in molecular biology. After that, I got my master's in biomedicine. After that, I became a pharmaceutical certified pharmaceutical manufacturer. So my background's all in science, um, and I got that from my parents. My parents have always been business mindset. They both actually own their own businesses, um, thank God. And then, you know, on the flip side, they're also involved in science. My dad actually has a biology degree from Campbell, and my mom, she owns an in-home healthcare agency. Um, so they're both of those dealing in the science field, um, I've always been interested in business, even though my background's in science. Um, so while I was in school, I actually ended up working for this moving company, and I'm not gonna plug that in, them in since it's my, you know, I'm here. <laughs> no, no, no playing. But uh, so I worked for an extremely, uh, you know, good moving company, and what made them different was basically that their dynamic was really student focused, and so that's how they were able to grab 
people and market themselves. I ended up, you know, meeting the owner and basically talking to him. And this was, this was, man, 10 years ago. But, you know, I tell people sometimes, I tell people all the time, speak to as many people as you can, whether they're in your field or they're not in your field, because you never know when you're going to need, need that skill, right? You know, almost 10 years ago, I didn't know that I would need that necessary skill from that conversation that me and the guy had. But that kind of sparked my interest um, with me working for that moving company. And it's weird to say um, that that sparked my interest for me working for a moving company. But I've always the type of person where I think ahead or I think about, I would say that I love being a kind of a glorified fixer. Like I love seeing things and seeing how I can make it better and incorporating that. Yeah, so, you know, after uh, ECU, I actually uh, got into med school, but I quickly realized that it wasn't for me just based on my personality. I am a very, like, I like being on the move. I like going from one place to another. And in that field, you kind of have to be where you are, right? You kind of have to be set in stone. Obviously, you can multitask and network with a bunch of people in that scenario, whether it's a hospital, whether it's a clinic. But I'm the type of person where I get a little anxious if I'm in one place for too long, man. If I'm sitting down for four hours, 10 hours, I get a little too anxious. So, you know, after getting into med school, I basically, for me, it was an accomplishment because I realized that part of me was doing it for my parents. And I bring this up because I feel like a lot of people go through this where they go to college for something that they may like and love, but a big reason why they're doing it is for their parents. And being uh, from an immigrant um, background, which I am, I'm Nigerian. Um, most immigrant families only see a couple of things like success, whether it's, you know, a doctor, lawyer, engineer, right? But we live in a society and age now where you can make money from anything, video games, you can sell, you can sell, you know, anything, you can do lashes. And, you know, I feel like, and it's nothing against our parents of, you know, first generation immigrants, it's nothing against them, but they also didn't realize that coming here, it was more opportunity than just direct opportunity, which is school and what you go into your field is what you're going to do. Um, so going back to what I was saying is uh, after I got in, I read, you know, I sat, I remember sitting there and thinking to myself, like, is this really what I want to do? And I feel like a lot of people need to have that conversation with themselves. Don't be scared to not do what you thought you were going to do at first, because your life is long, right? Hopefully you can do so much within your lifespan and you don't have to put yourself in a box. So I knew that I loved science, but it's something that I wanted to do more so in the back end of my life um, because I want to move back to my country and open up a clinic and do all these things that are science focused. And it's great that I have the background. Right. So after that, after you see, I decided, you know, let me just get my master's so I, while I figure things out. So I got my master's in biomedicine. But as I was getting my master's in biomedicine, I was also doing a little bit of getting a little bit of reaching out as far as. Let me test the waters. You know, when I was getting my master's, I actually thought about the moving thing. And I said, hmm, you know, I tell people all the time, test the waters. You know, you don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be, now don't do bad business, but you don't necessarily have to have your LLC to test the waters just to see, is there a market for something? I think a lot of people hold themselves back because they feel like, oh, I ha it has to be an official business, a, a LLC, a S Corp, an INC, where it's. No, test the waters, you know, have your contracts drawn up. You don't have to be a lawyer to write up a contract and have somebody sign it, right? So that's what I did um, while getting my master's. I actually went ahead and just advertised on simple sites, sites like Craigslist that people don't even realize that you could take advantage of or this site or that site. And I remember throwing it on there and I just, the, my, the original first name of my company was Student Movers. That was the first name, right? And so I threw it on there and the first week, 
somebody hit me up, hey, we're looking to move from here to here. Bear in mind, I didn't have a moving truck. Bear in mind, I didn't have no people to help me. But I tell people all the time, that shouldn't stop you. Uh, sorry if y'all see some sunlight. I'm, I'm near a window. But that shouldn't stop you from executing the play, right? Because realistically, you can always find the people. You just have to you know, lock in that contract, that deal. But you can always find people to do something, right? Especially if you pay very well. And that's something I quickly learned is paying people well goes a long way, a very long way. So right when I got that, you know, I was able to make some calls. And at that time, I didn't know I didn't know anybody with a moving truck, right? So I said, Google, said Penske, U-Haul. So okay, so I called up. I said, hey, can I get one of your, you know, they told me how much the price was. And this is the game for people now. Before you get your own stuff, you can call businesses, industries that already have this, get their price, then call your the person that you want to help you, get their price, then factor that in to your customer price. Very easy. You've already took care of all the all the little intricacies, and now you got the, your profit that you already know. So I did that. It went very well. I drove the truck. It wasn't a big truck. I think it was like a 16-foot truck. And um, it went well. And that was the first spark of my mind, like, wait, hold on. That wasn't that bad. I've always been very fit. Um, I've always been kind of like a workout junkie. So doing labor is something that doesn't, you know, I grew up the only child, but I had to wash the dishes. I had to cut the grass. I had to do all these things. So I grew up doing labor and I also am not a very prideful person or have a crazy ego. I feel like, and it's weird with our generation too. I feel like a lot of people look down on labor jobs for some weird reason. But if you think about it, the labor jobs are the ones that are making the most money, right? The most money. And weirdly enough, if you do the research, labor jobs, people are actually a lot happier, a lot happier. Not saying people that work in the science field aren't happy, but when you're able to work with your hands, when you're able to move left and right and kind of be in different pockets, it kind of works your mind a little bit more um, as far as, you know, the longevity of your happiness. Being in one spot often makes people feel stuck often makes people feel, you know, anxious, depressive. So yeah, so, you know, fast forward after that, I was like, okay, after my master's, I said, you know, I was in a spot that a lot of people are in, which is having the educational background, but not necessarily knowing how to execute or where you want to execute. So you can have this science background, but you don't know, do you want to be, do you want to be in this field? Do you want to, like, do I want to be a doctor in this, in this hospital? Do I want to just have my, a private clinic? Do I want to, you know what I'm saying? So figuring that pocket, it took me some time because I feel like inside of my heart, I always knew I really want to do business versus science at first. And again, that's just based on my personality, just to how I am, always being on the move, loving being busy. So of course, with having the immigrant parents and anyone that has immigrant parents, Karen Late, they're going to ask you, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're going to say, what you doing? You can't just be sitting in my house and not doing something. You got to be doing something. So that's what made me go back to school after my master's and become a pharmaceutical manufacturer. Um, basically, what that means is, you know, being able to validate uh, pharmaceutical manufacturing equipment, um, being able to, you know, legally make these pharmaceutical drugs and also, you know, going to these facilities and making sure that they are you know, validated well, making sure that the air airspace is, is perfect and the doors are tight, not allowing any, you know, things or viruses to creep in and out. And that interested me because, again, I told, like I said in the beginning, I love to learn. Um, I love soaking up every game. And it doesn't matter to me whether I need it now or not. I tell people all the time, you're going to need information sometime. It doesn't have to be now. 
but you will need it sometimes. So why not learn as much as you can? So from that came me sitting down one day and thinking to myself, I want to be a, I want to be a CEO. I want to be a business owner. And I, a lot of people need to realize that speaking something is very, very powerful. Say it to yourself every day. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. Because you then start, you start to put yourself in that mindset of this is who I am um, and this is what I'm going to be. So what I did was I did my research, you know, all the moving companies in the area. Um, I tell people that if you're going to start a business, do your research because you're not the first person to start that business most likely. Obviously, there's innovative stuff that happens, but you're probably not the first person. So what separates you? There's a couple of things that are always going to separate you. So everyone's out there. This is free game. There's a couple of things that are going to separate you right here. Your pricing. People love pricing. Oh, I want. I don't want to spend too much money. I don't want to spend. But also not making it too cheap to where they're like, hmm, that's too good to be true. So finding that sweet spot, that sweet spot is so important in business. So important in business um, because you're able to you know, grasp people automatically because they see something like, oh, oh yeah, that's cheaper than that person and they got great views. Okay, good. So number one is your pricing, finding that sweet spot. Number two is do not headhunt money. So even though number one was find that sweet spot of money, don't think that you're going to automatically start a business and start winning. The best thing you can do is when you start a business, take your L's when you start off. You the worst thing they can do is take an L three years down the line, four years down the line. Take them L's starting off and don't be scared to take those L's because that's a learning lesson. You're not you're not losing, you're learning. You know, that's the L, not, not a loss. You're, you're learning, right? So again, finding that sweet spot, whether it's finding your pricing, number one. Number two, like I said, is not headhunting money because surprisingly, I feel like what boosted my business, it's another free game, I feel like what boosted my business at first and this is what happens with most business versus word of mouth <laughs> travels faster than anything you can imagine. You ever, you guys ever get some great service and you couldn't wait to tell somebody about it? That's what I mean by word of mouth. You know, word of mouth travels so great, you know, so fast. So what, that's what blessed me when I first started up my company. Of course, after establishing the LLC, after getting my business insurance is word of mouth and not being scared. Like I said, guys, to take that L. A lot of times, my first 30 jobs, I wasn't making some crazy money. I wasn't making something extravagant. I was paying my guys really well. I was paying the drivers really well, but I wasn't looking to make, you know, a million dollars, hundred thousand dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. I was looking to get my name out there. And I feel like a lot, that's what separates the real from the fake. You know, the real, you want to get your business out there. You're not looking to make a billion dollars, a million dollars, because it's going to come, right? If you believe in yourself, it's going to come. But you want to put yourself out there so people can meet you. Me being the CEO, it's whenever I go to whenever I go to a job, I currently have guys, I currently have trucks, and we'll talk about that later on. But now when I go to job, because I still do jobs myself, even with me being the CEO, I still will pull up to a job and lift stuff with my guys. I will still, you know, do all that stuff, wrap furniture, talk to the customer, and you will be you will be very surprised how many people are shocked when they realize that the CEO of a company is there helping and doing all this stuff, right? So the reason why I bring that up is don't be scared to do this job yourself, right? Don't outsource everything. I outsource a lot of stuff, but I also make sure that there's a lot of stuff that I do myself. So I'm hands-on and people get that work that work ethic and they see where it comes from. So people are like, you know, they watching, they're watching people work, they're watching me work. They're watching my guys work and they're thinking to themselves, hmm, they're doing a great job. At the end, when I introduce myself and I say, hey, I'm the CEO, they look like, 
oh, wow. I, wow, he trains his guys well. I see where it comes from, right? So they're able to make that point-to-point connection, point-to-point connection. So, but yes, that's how I, you know, started in in the transportation space, and that's what I'm currently doing, and we're currently expanding. Yes, amazing, bro. You 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 hit so many great points from the beginning, where you really talked about the importance of just talking to people, the the crew, the really just the integral role that networking ways in life in general it doesn't really have to be from the business perspective entrepreneurial it's just in life like you said i it used to amaze me sometimes just being from ecu to high school to to now at my job to even in grad school just some of the rooms that you walk in and just some of the titles that people have and just how all of these people can be in the same room sometimes but how i used to make that assumption of okay well if this person is here if this person does that it's clear as day that they're the CEO of this or the COO of that, the CFO of this, that's their expertise. That's their knowledge base. No, I was so wrong. You start talking to these people and you realize that it's so extensive. It's so expansive. It's just like, oh, well, I'm thinking that this person, because they're the CFO, well, all they're really doing is finances. All they really do, you know, is handle all the money and things like that. But they know so much about marketing. They know so much about branding. They know so much about product development and different things like that. So a lot of these people are so well-versed. And what you'll find is that people who, like you said, are just hungry for knowledge, hungry for information, they're always on the prowl for more. They always want to learn more because, like you said, you may not need this right then and there. But at some point, product development will be will be helpful to you. At some point, product development may get your foot in the door and open up an opportunity for you that otherwise, had you not known anything about it, you never know. I think about all the time, you know, how I just go through my Instagram stories, how people are looking for graphic designers, how people are looking for models, photographers. Just This is just daily. You can just wake up one day, and, you know, and enter. But these are spaces that are open to be entered. You know, practice makes perfect for sure. It's not anything that you just want to shortcut or even, like you said, to headhunt just for money. But at the end of the day, it's out there. These are things that you can take advantage of. These are things that you can learn. I love YouTube University. You know, YouTube will teach you so much about just different things. You get into that rabbit hole and you you started off over here, learned about this. Three hours later, you're somewhere totally different and you've amassed so much, you know, just genuine knowledge in that time frame. So I think that that's so important. But something that you also talk about too, bro, was that everything doesn't have to be perfect. Yes, you want to make sure that, you know, you don't set yourself up for failure. You think about things, you think about those rainy days, you think about if all hell breaks loose or anything like that. But at the end of the day, you don't have to have these LLCs, these numbers, these bank accounts, these the, the cars, the, the official documents, contract. And these are things that you can be doing on your own. No, it's not going to be like you said, you don't need an LLC or you don't need a specific type of program to write a contract. You can make you can open up Microsoft Word, Google Docs, anything like that. You can write your own contract. It, it may not look exactly like you wanted. It may not be on parchment paper. It may not be dotted and crossed how you want it, but that's still a contract. That's still a legal agreement that you can present to somebody to conduct business. That's the same thing that I tell, I've told folks in the past when it comes to being on this podcast. There is no ramification. There are no guidelines to having to be on here. I've talked to people who've gone out of business. I've talked to people who are establishing their business. I've talked to people who don't have the LLC. I've talked to people who've had the LLC for years. You get a little bit of everything. At, at this point, everybody is in a different step on their journey. If you wait for everything to just be so perfect, you pass up opportunities. Because how long is it going to take? It took me, I would say, to in some regard, like almost two years to start this. This was something that for me, I started in 2019, but it really dated back to 2017. I think about how much time that that I packed, how much pre-pandemic time that went by. Because having this podcast now in the pandemic, it switched up my whole run. I used to tell people that if I could have it my way, I would be sitting next to people every interview. That's just how I want it. That's just how I, I like it. But obviously, 2019, February, we had different plans, you know. But had I started this in 2017, 
And who knows where I would have been by the time the pandemic hit. I think about things like this, but I also think about that from business owners, from entrepreneurs, from artists. If, you, if you're just so worried about everything just lining up and being perfect, you'll never get to where you want to be. And then what happens when it does line up and it is perfect and you still take an L or things don't go the way you want it to? Because just because you still have things lined up and just because things are official, quote unquote, it still doesn't mean it's going to go your way. If it can go wrong, sometimes it'll go wrong. I say that. I, I believe that's a whole so true. And then on top of that, bro, you really talked about the idea because you, you really talked about it from the trucking perspective, how you didn't have everything right in front of you, but you didn't you didn't decline that job. You outsourced. Let me call these folks. It's nothing to rent a truck real quick. Let me let me figure out what's going on. But then on top of that, you also talk about how you're directly involving yourself in it. And I think that that's so important. I've worked for so many different jobs, so many different companies, just so many different both labor and, and non like labor per se. But it's things where you look at kind of your higher ups or you look at the person who's micromanaging or telling what to you to do. They have no idea what your role is. They can't step into. I've talked to CEOs, CEO. I talk to people who don't know what I do, who don't even know my job title per se. Don't even know how much we get paid. You know, it's so it's 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 just little things like that that it's just like, well, why would I want to work for a company like that? Where if we told the CEO to come work for a day, he'll do a lot of things wrong. But you're the top dog. In my opinion, you should have worked your way up that totem pole. But a lot of these higher ups, a lot of these people in these positions, they just got in there because of a connection, because of word of mouth because of family, because of just money, whatever the case may be. So when it comes down to those nitty gritty roles or when it comes down to those roles, labor or non-labor, they don't know how to do them. And to me, that's that's that that's a bad, you know, look on the company in a sense. You should know how to do, if you're the CEO of something, I know how to do everything. I'm, I'm the CEO of Down to Business Podcast. I know how to do everything with this podcast though. I know how to edit. I know how to get on here and, and record. I know how to set up the camera. I know how to publish. I know how to market. I know how to do graphics. I know how to do all of that. Because at the end of the day, when I start to hire people, when we get to that, you know, assistance and things like that, I can't be telling these people or putting these people in certain positions or micromanaging them or getting upset with things like that. But when it's time for me to step in, I have no clue. So what's the, what's the purpose? I'm gonna look foolish. You know, I you you have to you have to play your role, bro. And, and and I feel like that that's not really inclusive of a lot of these companies. But I feel like with companies in your instance, how you do that, bro, it speaks to yourself. Because at the end of the day, yeah, if somebody came to move for me, or if somebody did a job for me, or if somebody did something for me, and I'm finding out that I'm talking to the owner, I'm gonna look at that totally different, bro. You're not used to seeing that. You're not used to being able to shake hands, make it tangible, maybe a phone call, maybe an email or something like that. But on the job doing work, just like everybody else, that's different. So I love that, bro. And now, like you said, that's only allowed you to further establish yourself and further move yourself up. So the beauty of kind of your story and what I like is that you had an interest. You even had the interest more so kind of emphasized with your parents, with medicine, with seeing kind of what they did, with how business minded and oriented they were. And like you said, thank God, they both were in a business. That's amazing, bro. But you also recognize that it's okay to pivot from Whereas I can go to school for this, I can study this, I can get my master's in this. That's no small feat. As somebody who has a master's, I, I take my hat off to that. But you also recognize that, look, oh, well, damn, I had a one experience with this company. I really like what they do. Let me dive into that. How do you explain to people or how do you, you know, what is your best piece of advice when it comes to people being so gung-ho on what they study or being so gung-ho, like you said, on what their parents want them to do or things like that and having to branch off? Like you, something that I speak on a lot quite often is how I feel like our generation is really the, we were the trendsetters, bro. The same way that, you know, nine to five was traditional. Working was traditional. You just do entrepreneur, this space and things that we're in now, this, this some of these things we're doing are unheard of. It was so many, it's so many different ways to make money now. So how do you, you know, what is your best piece of advice for people out there who have that hard time kind of really finding their true inches because they're just so locked in on what they're studying or what their parents want to do for them? I think that, you know, my biggest advice is for people is, you know, really take the time to get to know yourself. I think it's really 
easy to, especially when you're attending university, to get caught up in a regimen and a routine where you stop thinking about your future and you're only thinking about the current present. So to put myself in my shoes, I wish that I would have had this mentality that I had now when I was at ECU because I probably would have got my would have got a minors in business, you know what I'm saying, or got a minors in something else. But me again, like a lot of people, doing something for somebody else, which is I'm doing this for my parents mostly. This is what they love. This is what where they see me at. Uh, most people, it's hard for them to break that curse, or not even a curse, I would say, but base, break that mindset because you get into routine. You go to class. You go back home. You go back to your dorm. You go get some food. You hang out with your friends. That's why most people, when they step out of college, when they're not around that regiment, when they're not doing that routine every day, then it becomes, oh dang, dang, I don't know what I'm, I, I'm about to do. Uh, what can I do? Um, shoot, uh, dang, and they start feeling less than. That's when that anxiety and depression kicks in. So I, my biggest advice is number one: get to know yourself early. And for the people that are our age, give this game to your little cousins. Give this game to your sisters, your brothers. Give this game to them now. Let them know that know yourself now and realize that we all were blessed by God with so many skills. But because of the way society is aligned, we often only think about one skill, which is what, you, what normally is what you went to school for. I tell people all the time, what do you ask? When I, when I go talk to people, because I'm also a trained public speaker, so when I go talk to people you know, about what they do and different things like that. I, I ask them, what do you do on a daily basis? That's my first question. What do you do on a daily basis? So oftentimes I get, I go on my phone, I go on Instagram, um, I go on Twitter, I shop, I go to work, I go get some food, I watch TV. Then I ask the person, okay, well, what are you doing to benefit your future? And that's the hard question. Because again, people are like, wait, what? I thought I was, I thought me going to work was me benefiting my future. No, no, no. What are you what are you doing to benefit your future? Work is standard, right? But if you get home after the day after work and you still hate what you do or you're not happy with yourself, you're not building your future. You're getting stuck in that regimen. So my advice is number one, get to know yourself. Number two, realize that you have so many skills that you haven't even tapped into. And number three, research. Like tomorrow just saying. YouTube University, there is everything is on YouTube. Everything is on some platform that's going to explain to you in detail how to do this. And a lot of times it's free game that you can then, then expand on yourself. A lot, a lot of times you have to pay for detailed game. So it's not a lot of people out there that are super successful that will give you super free game where they're telling you what platform they listed something on or how much they pay for this specific tool or product to get this to get this, you know, uh, <clears throat> outside source. But you can still get the free game, which is the basic game, and then do your own research to expand. So I'll give you a perfect example. I have a science background, like I said. My first pivot was transportation and moving. And we'll talk a little bit more later about how I kind of even expanded that and why my company is a, lot, is a lot different from most people's transportation companies. But after um, the transportation, I, like I said, I love to learn and I don't like feeling stagnant. So I can know something, but I still can feel stagnant if I feel like, oh, I really know this. Right, now nah, I, I got to learn something else to, to kind of, you know, pick my brain. So one of my friends, shout out Melissa, she put me on to credit. She asked me one day, yo, what's your credit score? These are conversations that our generation needs to start having earlier than in their mid-20s. It's crazy to say this that I didn't even realize stuff about credit until after college. That's a bigger conversation, right, on how that how we're set up a little bit for failure and with the education system, but that's besides the point. 
she gave me her asked me that question of about you know what your credit score look like me telling her well I'm, I'm trying to improve my credit but I don't really know how and her giving me a little bit of game then me doing me doing research I started to love it because I started to see my credit score go up 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 then I started doing research on how to make get it even better so I started researching trade lines good uh, credit cards advances all these different things business credit all these different things that can boost your credit score up. Then I feel like I became a little more affluent and I mastered certain techniques. Then I realized, oh snap, people have got to understand that you can always make money if you know a skill because somebody else does not know that skill and they may pay to know that skill. So all these times you see all these people, they're teaching people credit and charging you $500 a class, $1,000 a class, $300, $300 a class. Why? Because this is something that's going to impact your future. Credit, that's super important in our society. So it's nothing for somebody to see, oh, snap, you can help me raise my credit by 200, 200 points, 100 points, 50 points, and I've got to pay $300. And all this sounds like a lot, again, to the, to the common uh, person, right? Um, common consumer, like spending $300, spending $500. But I tell people all the time, it's once you learn a skill, once you master that skill, you should want to teach it to somebody else because that lets you know that you're the master of that skill. And when you're teaching something to somebody, why not? learn how to monetize teaching. <laughs> and that's why I said to you tomorrow, we're in the generation that we can make money from any and every. Right now, you can hop on YouTube. You can literally not know nothing about plumbing. Hop on YouTube, learn everything about plumbing, go practice it yourself at your home or with somebody. And then, and then within a month or two, you're going to master that skill. Now, people don't understand. Once you know a skill, it's not just about doing that job. If you really want to expand it, as much as you can and pull everything out of it, monetize every single part of that skill. So not only you going to that person's home and providing that skill, but now it's now you can teach that skill to somebody else. How many barber colleges came out of somebody just being a barber and realizing, oh snap, I can teach people how to cut just as good as I can. You know what I mean? How much how many real estate courses are being taught around? How many credit courses are being taught around? How much just even um personal finance courses, how to better yourself as a human being, people are paying, right? So again, people got to understand you can learn a skill and it's even better that you learn a skill because most of the times when you learn a skill, you're learning something that you actually like and want to do because you're choosing, right? Instead of it being college, how you kind of feel like you're being forced to join this major, it's too late, you can't switch, that you're choosing to take this time to do this research. So most of the time, it's something that you actually enjoy or want to do. So again, overall, my advice again is just don't be scared to learn a skill. Don't be scared to uh, monetize that skill. Don't be scared to reach out. And my biggest advice is network, network, network. Oh my goodness. You'd be surprised how many times, how many times I see people not network. And I'm thinking to myself, does it hurt you to have a conversation? Does it hurt you to say, hey, how you doing? I tell people all the time, everywhere I go, there's a couple of things I keep on me. So this is nuts, free game. So I keep my business flyers on me. I keep my business cards on me. Uh, they're in my car right now. I keep my business cards on me. Why is that? Because you never know who you're going to run into. So many times that I've ran into somebody off the random. And this is why I tell people God is great because once you start working, and, once you, and when I say working, it's not going to work. Once you start working yourself, working your mind, uh, uh, pushing your limits. Oh, that, oh you're going you're gonna to start getting blessed when you don't even think about it. So so many times where I'm chilling, I'm I'm I go out. I might not even be in a business setting. I I walked into Sheets. 
You know, I, I'm paying for my gas. Somebody's in line. I see something on them. Hey, hey, I like that. A lot of times people don't even give people compliments to start conversation. Hey, I like that hat. Where you get it from? Matter of fact, I'll give you a perfect example. I went in a sheets a couple a year or two ago. I saw somebody's shirt. It had their business logo on it. I said, yo, that's a nice shirt. I like the way I like the way that's centered and I like the way the shirt looks like it's good material. They said, Oh yeah, you, um one of my friends, he prints shirts. Matter of fact, let me give you his contact information. Let let him know that I reached out to you. Got his contact, reached out to him, got a discount because of that mutual random connection, right? So that's all the time. That's what that's what networking is. Networking is not being scared to talk to somebody, whether you know them or not, whether they seem interested or not, whether they're in business or do what you do or not. Because again, you never know when you're gonna need that skill. Man, that, that authenticity will really take you a long ways, bro. I can't tell you that. Just in, in the time that I've had this podcast, just a lot of the people who I've been able to connect with, who just off the strength of me having the interview, just off the strength of, you know, mutual friends, people telling them how, you know, just professional and things went and how they really enjoyed this experience, how now people want to do giveaways with me. How people have given away hundreds of dollars of their products for free. How I told them, you know, well, typically, you know, I'd love to, you know, cash you out or support or just let me know what I need. No. You're good. It's, you know, just for the people. So it really just goes to show, you know, the power of just just talking sometimes, not even forcing anything. It could be a simple, hey, how you doing? And you never know what can really come from that. Somebody always, you know, it may not be something that's immediate. It may not be something where they utilize your service right then and there. They may even lose the business card at first, misplace it or something like that. But like you said, word of mouth has a funny way of traveling, man. And when you're just doing things for you and you're really doing this because, you know, this is what you want to do because you love it, your passion is there. The blessings will never miss you, man. I, I swear it may feel like, you know, that time and timing is everything. So it may feel like, you know, you're not getting things as quick as you want it or you might have put in a lot of work and maybe the effort or the reward didn't necessarily reflect that. It's not your time yet. It's OK, you know, but that doesn't that shouldn't stop you from still wanting to put in that work any heart because you're going if, if you did put in that work and you got blessed, I bet you do it again. So you got to keep you got to keep that mindset no matter the same way you approach the, the sunny days and the days where the rain and it's everything like that, you got to approach the storms the same way. You got to go even harder with the storms. And and when things look good, when everything feels copacetic, you don't get stagnant, you don't get content. You go that much harder. You do it again. You up the ante a little bit. You diversify something. So when it comes to diversification, something you touched on was, you know, Martin and Stella LLC is not like the rest of these movement companies out there. Why is that? Yeah, man. And I'm, I'm glad you asked that. So uh, what makes my company a lot different is... Uh, we're one of the only, if not the only, last time I looked, we're the only 24-hour moving and transportation company, 24 hours. So that means it doesn't matter what time you get into town, we got, we're going we're gonna to make a way. Also, we're not just local, we're regional. So when you think about transportation, people think, oh, local, or moving somebody from here to here. No, we, when my clients have been to Colorado, California, Michigan, I've had clients even come in from out of town into town. And they just, it's not just moving we provide labor so somebody already has a truck they already had got it loaded in let's say for example somebody live in michigan they already got it loaded up in michigan but they're coming into north carolina they just need to get um, the labor have guys pull up to their house we can do that too so that separates us a lot because we don't and i tell this is another advice another free game is do not put yourself in a box you can do so many things within that one within your one business you do so many things so another thing that separates my company is that we're not just residential moving or transportation. So to people out there that aren't as affluent with that, with the jargon that I speak of when I say we're not just, you know, into residential, we're doing commercial, is that residential is you live in a home, you live in an apartment, 
you need to move out, you hire a moving company, they move you from your home to your new home. That's residential. What we took it a step further as a company is that we became commercial. So another free game, go out there and walk the pavement. A lot of people are scared to walk that pavement and go to these walk, go take yourself yourself and go to these businesses and talk to them. So with me, what I did was, you know, I went to, I went downtown to speak to these bars. I went um, to these fitness, uh, these gyms to speak to them. I did research on all the new businesses coming into town. I may be giving a little bit too much game at this point. I don't know. Cause, <laughs> but look, you know, I went to these places, you know, and, and I basically, you know, talked to them about my company and basically let them know, look, I'm, I'm here to provide a service for you. I'm not looking for the money. I'm looking for to do good business and I will worry about the money later. So a couple of times I did jobs for free just to get my name out there just because it's oh you guys must think we're a great business if you want to provide this for free and it's because you when you believe in yourself it's not about the money all the time so you know going to these commercial spaces and asking them what they need and i tell people all the time transportation is so big that you don't have to put yourself in this box so for example look at any and everything Look at any and everything that you guys see and realize that you can quickly turn that into transportation. So I said to say, you walk into a business, right? You walk into, let's say, for example, you walk into a bar. You don't even think to yourself, somebody brought this couch in here. Somebody brought these bar stools in here. Somebody brought this decor in here. But that's what I think about. That's what I think about. I'm thinking, well, they, they paid somebody to bring this in here. This, this didn't come with furniture. <laughs> you know what I mean? I go to, you know, these new, uh, these new residential buildings, these new residential spaces, these new skyscraper spaces. And I walk into them. I look around. I said, this is empty. But I know in a couple months, it's going to be filled with couches, beds, uh, uh, desks, all this. So why can't you find a way to, to, to bring that, monetize that, and bring some of that profit towards you? So it doesn't matter if you, if you want to start a last uh, company, if you want to start a hair company, go go to a company, go to somewhere that's already doing the same thing and just sit down and observe. Observe, literally sit down and just peep. Peep what they do and go up and talk to the CEO, talk to their manager and ask them, you know, basic questions, detailed questions that can benefit you as a person. You know, so going to these commercial spaces and talking to these owners and realizing that there is a need for some type of labor. It may not be necessarily transportation, right? It may not be necessarily they need somebody to bring this material, this product, but they may need labor. And it's weird and funny how God works because as y'all know, there's a labor shortage, right? <laughs> so that's another free game. There's a labor shortage. If you could find a way to provide labor for somebody during this labor shortage, you can eat. <laughs> You can eat for sure. But the reason, one of the reasons, I'll say one of the reasons why there's a labor shortage is because people are realizing that they're worth more than what they were currently getting paid. So that's why you see these many places, their hourlies is, uh, is crazy. Now, when somebody says they're making, they're, when somebody says seven an hour, they'll look at you crazy. But what, three, two, three years ago, that was the minimum wage. Seven fifty an hour was standard minimum wage. Now, you know, it's like 10, 11, 12, 13, 25, 30. So I said to say, like, realize the market and realize what, what's good and what's not good and pay well. Don't just look at the money and realize a lot of times, too, I tell people this is that you could do so much within what you're already doing. So don't get stuck in doing the same thing every day. I love doing different things all the time. That's why I'm involved in so many things. I love being able to do this one second, then pivot and do this one second, pivot and do this one second. 
for me, that, that makes me very happy. I'm very, very happy. So yes, so in overall, what makes my company different is that we're 24 hours. Uh, we just don't deal with residential. We deal with commercial spaces. And we not, we're not just where we are. We're regional. So we're not just in Raleigh, North Carolina. We're not just in Durham, North Carolina. We're not just in Rocky Mount, uh, you know, Fayetteville, you know, even as far as the Outer Banks, my guys will go anywhere. I will go anywhere. My company will go anywhere because at the end of the day, what do, what do they say, right? Money talks, right? So why, what, why would you need to stop yourself, you know, from something because you never did it before? I remember the first time that somebody asked me, and this is before we became regional. I remember the first time somebody asked me, hey, um... I'm actually moving to uh, Michigan. Would you ever? And this is somebody that I moved into their home. They said, "Would, would you? Do you guys ever? You know, move people out the state?" At that time, no, we didn't. But I, t I said, "Well, you know, that's something I'm thinking about doing. Uh, you know, let me let me see, let me see. I'll get back to you." I tip all the time. That's when you start outsourcing, start making these calls, start doing this research because somebody, somebody is doing or has done what you want to do. So I call companies. Hey, uh, would you guys, how much would you guys charge to pick up from this spot? Like, I, I realized that I could do, I could figure out the labor part. I could figure out the per, somebody that's going to be able to come and help me or find two guys that's going to go help them do the moving part. I just couldn't do the driving part. I didn't, I didn't have a truck that could go to Michigan at the time. So I call these transportation, other transportation companies. Yo, what's your prices? Yo, what's your prices? How much would you cost here? I got, I locked in a price. Then, of course, I already had how much I was going to pay my guys. Then, simple. Now you know how much everything's going to cost. Now you know how much you're going to profit. Now you can go back to that person and say, hey, actually, I can do this for you. This is how much it is. And most of the times when somebody has spoken to you directly, they're going to go with you. People often hate doing calling five or ten different different companies to get a quote. If you they call you, never say never. I tell all the time, a lot of people mess up because they'll get a call and the person will ask them something that their company currently doesn't do. And they'll say, oh, no, no, we don't do that. I'm sorry. And, and then get off the phone with them. Why would you say not? Nah? Why would you say sorry? When that's a moment for you to realize that you can expand. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I did. So I talk about them. Do not say no. You know what I'm saying? Do not say no. You can find a way and you will find a way because there's people out there doing the same thing you did. Man, I look at the I look at the intricacies of how you conduct business and you're literally the definition of of work smart, not hard. And I, I love that just because, like you said, a lot of times we eliminate ourselves before we even get our foot in the door, man. Like you like you said, sometimes we just simply we're just so quick to say, oh, no, we don't have that service or we don't have that product. We just automatically think that that's it. When, you know, like you said, sometimes we don't recognize that there are so many different avenues and ways to pivot within our own environment and within our own business and with what we do currently sometimes it just takes taking that step back and not looking at what you're doing directly on a day-to-day -day, but what you could be doing i had to do that with the podcast i said look i can't keep well i can i can't keep dropping episodes like that's okay that's fine i can keep making these graphics and things like that but that's only going to keep one crowd how do i generate more how do i make people excited about this how do i make people what would excite me if i'm going to somebody's podcast page and look let me well let me first start by looking at the podcast that i'm interested in. what are they doing why am I interested in them? Why do I keep returning to these pages? Why do I keep returning to these episodes? Yes, in part, it is because of who they're bringing on, who they're able to talk to. But in part, it also is because of how they diversify themselves, how they brand themselves, how their content just doesn't look the same. How do you go to your page? And there's so many different, you know, just different things that you can do and everything like that. So what that also makes me think of is, okay, 
I know a lot of people out there. I know a lot of people in different states and things like that. So now that y'all know that his company is 24-7, now that y'all know that they're not defined to a specific location, tap in. Let's make some shape. Let's make something happen. Because like you said, I know I, as soon as he said 24 hours, I, my, my jaw kind of dropped like, whoa, I never, you know, I never really heard that before from a moving company. I haven't used many moving companies, but I know they operate just from, like you said, calling around, getting quotes and things like that. They operate within certain hours, certain time frames, and things like that. And sometimes depending on when you want to do certain things, it could cost you a little bit more than another time. So that's different, man. That's that's very different, but I'm excited, you know, just to see how that continues to expand. Because like you said, you're, you're always thinking ahead. And something I get from you is that, you know, you're not really looking to, to settle. In a sense. And I think that that's so important because there's so much that you can do here. There's so much that you've already done. And like you said, you're you're going downtown now. You're putting yourselves in these situations and asking things and thinking different. And that's just that's like you said, as a as a business owner, how many people are really thinking about, oh, how can I get in these bigger businesses? Oh, how did this furniture get here? Oh, how did things different? Like think about your craft. Think and this is to anybody. Think about what you do, what you sell, what you offer, what you have to, you know, give to people if you were to come on here and just speak to us, or if somebody asked you to, you know. What do you do? Think about what you truly do. Think about what you're doing. Think about how much you're thinking outside of that, though. How much are you really diversifying yourself? Are you really just content with your sales now, with the money that you've made, with the clientele that you have, with how you're promoting yourself, how you're branding yourself? And if you are, cool. That's okay. Not to say you're doing anything wrong, but think a step further. That's something that Sheridan has definitely even lit a fire under me a little bit tonight. When I get off this interview now, I'm thinking, okay, what can I do differently for the podcast? How can I get myself in these windows? Why am I not talking to radio stations? Well, I always keep saying that I want sponsorships. I want brands. I want people to, you know, pay for this and support this. Well, what am I doing? Am I not reaching out to these brands? I'm not making marketing campaigns. I don't have a, a one page or somebody was just to ask me for something. What can I give to them? What can I show? What can I, you know, my content is there most definitely. But what about the professional side of things? What about, you know, when the, when the cameras are off, when things are like that. What work am I putting in to really make sure that my craft is constantly and always elevating, man? So in, in Sheridan, it really sounds like, you know, you're putting in a lot of work, you're putting in a lot of time, and most importantly, you're taking care of your people. The CEOs, important folks, they don't realize that, you know, I, I, I'm going to translate this happy wife, happy life, but happy worker, happy company, man. Like, you don't understand that as a CEO, you're going to make your money. You've already made your money. You're in that position. At the end of the day, you're in control. Do you realize that the people directly below you have to want to be there? Have to because especially in this day and age, nobody wants to work. At least not in a job. It's so many different. I was looking at remote opportunities the other day. I'm happy with my job, but it was just like, dang, if I could, you know, take a step back and work from home, who wouldn't, you know, and still get paid, maybe even get paid a little bit more. Why would I not? So as a CEO, as somebody in these positions, why would you not want to keep people around? Why would do you not recognize that the money that they're making? For your company, the more that they want to stay there, the more that you maybe promote them or treat them well or just take care of them or focus on mental health or really genuinely just show that you care about them, they're going to better your business. They're going to want to continue to come to work. They're going to, if you incentivize them, they're only going to continue to put in more work for you and your company. Well, that sounds like to me, more benefit means more money, more money, more opportunities, more opportunities means more expansion to make more money ultimately. So whereas, no, you don't headhunt for money, you still treat people right. You still recognize that, you know, at, at one point you weren't a CEO. How would you, or would these be the, I'm big on like flipping the script. People hate when I do this, but I do it a lot with customer service people. I call people, I'm just like, look, our Wi-Fi went out last night. We're talking to the lady on the phone. 
We're asking her, we're saying, so you're telling me that between Saturday and Monday, the only thing that we can get is an appointment for Monday? But you also just told me that 20 other people in the area had the outage too. So why is this not a precedent for y'all? Why is this not important? I said, what happens when we work from home tomorrow and we have to clock in? What am I supposed to tell my boss? What am I supposed to tell my company? I said, you said that basically there's a delay. You guys are understaffed. You guys are overstaffed. Honestly, ma'am, that has nothing to do with me. Because as a company, you know, we were able to get an appointment on Super Bowl Sunday. How? But now you're telling me I got to wait an extra day. But I don't have to. But when it comes to that payment coming out, it's never an understaffed or a shortage when it comes to that. Y'all take that thing out early sometimes. Holiday, weekend, it doesn't matter. It always comes out. So no, the energy always has to translate and convert just the same, bro. So before, you know, I get into the social media, before I really allow people to, you know, pick your brain, utilize your services. You dropped a lot of free games. Like I said, honestly, after this, I feel like I'm going to have to get my notepad when I'm going back to listen to this. I'm going to start my own moving company now because you done, you done gave it up, bro. And now I'm going to bring this to Tampa. We're going to make something happen. We're going we're gonna to make it work. So, but no, I definitely do feel like you dropped a lot just from the credit, just to how, you know, to propel your business to really get you in there. Do you feel like there's anything that we haven't touched on today? Anything that you want to leave for, you know, the other business owners, the other entrepreneurs who will tap into this episode or anything you just kind of want to even talk about as we look, you know, for the rest of the year, you know, we're just hitting Q2. It's still a lot of promises. It's very early, but time will definitely go fast. What can we also look forward to for you and your company? Yeah, for sure. You know, just uh, to answer your first question, any more game, something else I, I definitely want to let people know is um, look for joy. Look for joy, not happiness. I think a lot of people that when they get unhappy or get sad, they get discouraged. When I tell a lot of people, a lot of times you're not going to be happy at first, but you got to fall in love with the grind. You literally have to fall in love with the grind, with knowing and believing in yourself. A lot of people, you get sad, then you get discouraged, then it, then you stop doing what you said you was going to do. You had a list this month. The same list is the same list the next month. The same list is the same one the next month after that. So I'll tell you time. Write it down. I'm very, very big on writing stuff down and putting something to a pad. I'm very big on it. I think that that's a lost art, right? With um, as generations increase to technology focus, I think that when you write something down, it helps you commit it to memory. Because when you think about it, how do you learn to, you know, read your language? How do you learn to write your language? Is putting it down on a piece of paper and saying A, you know, making that B as you're doing that, it's committing it to memory. Um, so I tell you, write down your goals and execute them, but make sure they're realistic. How people mess up is that, you know, you tell them create a list. They say, be successful. It's either something general or it's something too far down the line, whether it's make a million dollars this year. Now, you know you're not making a million dollars. Now, you know you're not going to make a million dollars this year. So I tell you, be realistic with your goals. Don't set some crazy goals. Set realistic goals and make it monthly. I'm very, I'm actually big on daily. A lot of times that's hard for people because a lot of people are on the, on the move a lot. But even do weekly goals that you can check off, whether it's I made a call to this company to realize, to, to, to realize what's going on. Checked it off. I set reminders on my phone constantly. I think people forget that we're a technology generation, right? So it's nothing. I, I will go past. I will have an idea in my mind. I think this is another thing people mess up. They get an idea in their mind and they forget to put it down, to commit it to memory or to remember it. So it, just, it was just like it just passes by. Oftentimes, you think about an idea, tell your phone. I say, hey, Siri. Remind me to do this research at this time. To oh, my series just came on. I'll be like, "Hey Siri, remind me to do this at this time." Um, da 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 on this date. Simple. Now, what's the excuse? There's no you. You can't say, "Oh, I can't. I didn't remember." No, you chose to not 
remind yourself. And nowadays, you don't have to remind yourself. We got technology to do that for us. Alexa, Siri, iPhone, Android, whatever it may be. Also, another piece of game is advertise your brand. Advertise, advertise, advertise. If I realized at this stage, and we often, all of us have hindsight bias, right? Where we're like, oh, I wish I would have done this earlier. You know, we all have that because at the end of the day, especially once you once you fall in love with something, it's like, dang, I wish I would have been doing this earlier. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, fall in love with your craft, do that research and realize what in that craft you can expand on for the future. Right. So everything can be met with something. You just haven't figured it out yet. I mean, don't be scared to fail. That's another gem. Do not be scared to fail. A lot of people are so scared to fail, so scared of being judged, so scared of this, so scared of that. Don't be scared to fail. I remember the first time I printed out my flyers. So I have so many business flyers. I have like thousands of business flyers of different different names on and different, you know, different designs. When I first made my business flyers, they were huge. They were like they were like the size of a of a of a paper, like a piece of actual paper. Because I thought that's what a flyer was supposed to look like, right? But then somebody tell I do talking to people, talking to different people in di- different industries, which is again what I tell people to do: talk to people in every industry because every industry is going through similar things. Every industry does marketing. Every industry does design. Every industry does these things. Somebody tell me no, like shorten it out. Y'all see, this ain't much bigger than my than my hand. You know what I'm saying? Shorten it out. This ain't much bigger than an iPhone. You know what I'm saying? So think about that. Shorten it out. You know what I'm saying? Makes it easier for people to also transport, right? Get them business cards, like I said. Also, one thing I want to also touch on is when creating a business, a lot of people get stuck on the name. That's another thing. A lot of people, I I see a lot of people wait like three, four, five years before they start a company because they can't think of the name. They're thinking to themselves, oh, it has to be catchy. Yes, of course you want something catchy. Everyone wants something catchy. But at this point, it's 2022. How many years of business has it has been since the beginning of time? There's only so many catchy sayings, so many catchy phrases. There's so, it's so many catchy things that you could come up with that somebody else hasn't already came up with. I advise people to go on, your, go on the Better Business Bureau, go on the Secretary of State, or look up business names. Because you think that you came up with something, somebody already came up with it, right? They may they may not have trademarked it. They already came up with it. It's already an LLC. So don't get caught up in the name. That's what even happened with me at first. I got caught up in, oh, let me write down the first five names that come to mind that's catchy. Then let me go take it to these people to see if they love it. Ah, oh, then let me come back. Ah, oh, I don't know. You know, Martin and Stella wasn't the name of my company at first. Martin and Stella came for me, which a lot of people also need to realize, what brings you joy? What makes you happy? What do you love? You know, when I settled down on a name, which at first, which wasn't Martin and Stella, I sat down. I said, "Hmm, that's a good name and all, but it don't hit." You know what I'm saying? When you, if you, if you start a company, if you own a company, whatever the name is, it should hit you. You should love it. You should, like I'm pretty sure, you know, R.P. Steve Jobs. But I'm pretty sure when he t- when he says Apple to himself, he probably loves that. Like, yeah, Apple. You know what I mean? So. You know, with me, I sat there and I said, I don't know if I really love this name. It's catchy, but I said, I'm, I started thinking about my parents. So that's their name. I said, you know what? Martin and Stella. I like that. I kind of like how it comes off that. Martin and Stella. Okay. Okay. It's personable. It makes people kind of think of where this come from. Make people kind of think of, hmm, what's going on with this? What type of company is this? So, you know, don't get caught up in the name because then after that, once you start doing good business, people don't care about the name. Apple could have been called Pear. <laughs> I bet you money, after the first couple years of great business, 
People don't care what the name is. They care about the great product, right? So you're the product. Your business is the product. The name, don't get caught up in the name. You're the product. Make sure you do great business with a great product. Um, you know, and then the second half, oh, yeah. So the second half of, you know, what you're saying as far as where I see this company later down the line, my company and how everyone can tap in. You know, if you're in the North Carolina area and you're looking to get moved, Look at my company, Martin Estella LLC. We're also on Groupon. I'm very proud to say that we're on Groupon, which is a very big uh, you know, platform that gives deals to people. But we're on Groupon. Look us up, Martin Estella LLC. We're on Facebook. Look us up, Martin Estella LLC. Call us at our business number, 919-635-0595. Even if you just want to get some information about our pricing or do we go here or do we do this. Um, so where I see this company later down the line is that I see this company as, you know, the number one or one of the top transportation companies in the world. The reason why I said that is because of what Tamar said. Is I don't hold myself to a box. Everything and everything I look at, I can transform into transportation. Any and everything. I've gotten, of course, like, like we were just talking about, once you master something, you can see that in everything. <laughs> and it almost is annoying sometimes. You're like, oh my God. You know, when it's, you, people know what I'm talking about. When you love something, you love talking about it. And sometimes it gets annoying to people that you're around, like, oh, this again, this again. Well, yes, this again. <laughs> I love what I do. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, where I see us as being one of the leading on top transportation companies, because we are not scared to go above the bar. We don't just want to set the bar. We want to go above it. Um, I see us being in every field of transportation. So I'll give you all an example of what I mean by every field, not just moving decor. And again, this may be giving me a little bit too much game at this point, but it's okay. Because another, another advice I want to tell y'all is once you know what you do, do not be scared to talk about it because that means you're scared of yourself. You're scared of your business. You have no confidence. You think somebody's going to snatch your idea and do the same thing and, and do it better than you? You should you should know that you do what you do best. That should be your type of confidence. And that's what I say you should learn to master the skill. So again, continuing going with the game, you know, not just commercial properties, moving their decor, moving their furniture, but I want to be the company that's bringing these building materials before they start getting built. So for example, you see these skyscrapers getting built. Somebody's bringing in that brick. Somebody's bringing in, bringing in that, that concrete. Somebody's bringing in, in the small, somebody's bringing in the equipment used to lift the concrete, to break the concrete, right? So when y'all on the highway and y'all see these huge 18-wheelers that's carrying these big tanks, tanks even, I want to be involved in that. Even even when y'all see, you know, people renting out their cars to people, I want to be involved in that transportation too. You know what I'm saying? I'm already a little bit involved in that too, which like I said, I'm involved in so much. And we could this this interview can really last for three hours. Cause I'm really involved in like six or seven things. And that's why I tell people network with everyone. Cause you never know. I bet, you know, when we started this conversation, nobody was probably gonna think that I was involved in credit building, right? You know, people don't also, I'm also an event space liaison, meaning that I own several event spaces, but I also partner with people with their event space to bring a positive, you know, outcome, whether it's a party, whether it's a baby shower, whether it's, you know what I'm saying, a wedding, wedding reception, gender reveal, you know what I'm saying? So tap in with me. Y'all see my header, uh, Sheridan, the CEO on Instagram. Like I said, you can go on, on Facebook, Groupon, and search Martin Seller LLC. If you want to learn about credit, how to improve your credit, reach out to me on Instagram. If you want, if you uh, need a space to throw a baby shower, an event space, and not just in Raleigh, North Carolina, 
anywhere you are in North Carolina, what did I say? I can make it work. You should never say no. Okay, guys? So that's my game. You know what I'm saying? That's my game. Don't hold yourself back. God gave us so many skills. Just reach in there and bring it out. Come on now. I, I love that. You just, um, you honestly just kind of put a bug in my ear too, just because I'm trying to, uh, moving forward, I'm looking at Raleigh. I'm looking at Charlotte for my next few events, like live events and things like that. So I've been scoping out some venues and things like that. So we definitely going to wrap offline. But no, honestly, bro, like you said, you never, you know, you never underestimate anybody, man. Like you, when we started this, who knew that you were about to event space liaison? Who knew that you had contacts? Who knew that your company was 24 hours? Who knew that you had the game when it came to the credit and things like that? that who like you said we 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 still haven't even tapped into everything so there's still more out there that people you know i'm i challenge y'all to go get go find what else out he does out there because you don't know how he could be a benefit to you i just found out another way he could be a benefit to me just from talking to him for an hour like you know it just takes those conversations sometimes to really facilitate and make things happen so no for me to you bro i appreciate it i appreciate the time i appreciate you know you hopping on my platform, you joining me, but you also, you know, leaving value, bringing genuine, authentic energy for my people, for, for my audience, for people like that. I, I've definitely just been in this space recently of just seeing people make connections, of just putting people in position. And it's just, it's so exciting, bro, like how we can just, how we really can can work together to make things shake and make things happen. And how different people like that we went to school with or that we grew up with or things like that, just to see where everybody is involved in, man, and getting involved in, it's really a beautiful thing. So obviously, you know, I'm wishing Martin and Stella, I'm wishing everything else that you have going on nothing but onward upward success and a positive trajectory bro and i'm definitely excited because for me this just sounds like a follow-up episode we'll definitely be in the works we'll make some things shake we even gonna do something you know in person or something like that so i'm excited bro obviously anything i can do to help you to plug you in any resource or anything like that you got me now we're definitely locked in bro so to everybody out there who continues to listen continues to support continues to make things happen i need you to do two things i need you to one Tap in with my man Sheridan, the CEO. I'm going to make sure I include everything in the bio. I'm going to make sure that we get this all moving because whether it's moving, whether it's credit, whether it's event space, I know somebody needs something. You may not need it today. You may not need it tomorrow. You may not need it next week, but you'll need it. You may even need it before the year is out. So let's make some things happen, man. And then two, just continue to tap in with us, man. Just know that, you know, we got so much more planned. Like similar to Sheridan, my iPhone reminders is my favorite thing. So I'm always writing stuff down, always thinking of things live event really put a lot of perspective for me so just just watching a lot and just recognizing that um it's not a lot of people in the space i get a lot of motivation man I, I i tap in with a lot of different people but i get a lot of feedback so one i thank y'all for that keep it coming but just stick with me man we got a lot coming so this has been another episode of the down to business podcast here with tomorrow turner